So for those that don't know me, my name is Brent Hagland. I'm our Director of Youth and Family Ministries here, and I, uh, but most importantly, uh, the small group guides who have volunteered their time over these past three years have the pleasure and honor of walking alongside our young people as they grow and learn the fundamentals of the faith and experience life as it comes and to do so uh, all with the knowledge of their identity as children of God, chosen and beloved, marked from their baptisms. And so our message today on this Pentecost and Affirmation of Baptism Sunday comes from our confirmands themselves. They share uh, their stories from their own lives uh, that they have uh, experienced and looked back on and discerned God's presence in and have been gracious enough to share with us here today. So a huge thank you to all of the small group guides and to all of you confirmands as well for the time that we've got to spend together and I look forward to continuing this journey of faith with you. A good place to start with anything is in the beginning. But when exactly does faith begin? Some people might say it starts when they were born, or when they first went to church, or when they were baptized. I believe my faith journey began with my parents and my baptism. Although I don't remember any of the baptism itself, I still think it's a very important part of our faith. And to be honest, lately, faith hasn't been the first thing on my mind. So as I've reflected on these stories, it's been good to think back and put more focus on it. One of the first things I really remember is the children's Bible I had. It had pictures, but also a good bit of words. I remember I read the whole thing. And mind you, I thought it was the real Bible. So I went on my way thinking I knew the Bible in and out from a very early age. I had a great time during my Sunday school years. The teachers I had really helped me get a basic understanding of the Bible and its stories. And especially kids' time, I remember as soon as Katie finished talking, we would all bolt out of the room and head straight to class. I was able to grow up with the same teacher and the same people in my group every year. And those people would turn into some of my best friends. We experienced our first communion together, we went through Axis together, and so many other things. They made church a fun place to be and helped guide me through my faith in a way even if I didn't know it was happening at the time. Especially getting to be a part of the congregation for special events was exciting. Like our Christmas programs. Over the years, I played a variety of roles, including sheep, a radio announcer, a narrator, and every Christmas Eve service since I was eight. I think that's what helped me decide to sign up as a regular reader. I remember being excited the very first time I got to share the gospel. Many of my memories from these childhood experiences have been important and shaped my faith. And now, in fact, I feel very comfortable in front of the church, thanks to all the opportunities we get as young people. Not all churches include kids in upfront roles as much as we do. As we grow, we all have and experience our own personal relationships with God. 
and having a church and community to build you up along the way and help you ask questions really helps you to grow to be the best Christian you can. But it's not just worshiping together and learning that's important, though, either. It means a lot to me that I go to such a loving and caring church that also likes to help others in the community and around the world. Like when we make a thousand sandwiches around Thanksgiving time and care packages to hand out to those we see homeless on the streets. I really, really enjoy helping others. And I'm usually the type of person to put others' needs before my own. Church is my home. And if church is my home, my favorite vacation getaway is Camp Wapo. The people and surroundings around this camp hold a sense of love and welcoming. My faith has been shaped by going to camp and making friends with others growing in their faith too. I can even remember specific places on camp that have affected my faith. Like the cross and the benches on the lake where my favorite worships happen and the big field we play games on. And while it seemed like the games were just for fun at the time, there would always be an underlying message of faith tucked in with those dodgeballs. We didn't just play on the field, though. There was a night I think I'll remember forever. In the middle of the night on the last day of the week, we all snuck out of the cabin with our counselors and put blankets down and laid face up looking at the stars. This very spot is what I would consider my happy place. If I'm having a bad day, I'm just bummed out, I think of those nights when it was cold and silent and still. And besides the annual high point of camp, throughout the year, I really liked our small group as a part of AXIS. AXIS was a place at church, kind of like camp, where it's fun and exciting, but also a place to connect with God and for everyone to feel safe. And although we would get off track sometimes, okay, most of the time, we did get into deep conversations. I felt like I was growing a stronger connection with God and those in my group. My group really made me have a lot of fun, and our guides helped us grow in our identity as children of God. It was important to get other perspectives than just my own on God and faith and things like the Bible stories we read. And I believe this has helped me to look at the Bible from all angles, not just my own. And not to mention going over the same stories or passages now and then. As we'd heard a story in Sunday school, we would hear it again in worship and in Axis. And the reason we learn about these stories more than once is because there's always another way to look at something. And it pays to pay attention, too. I remember the very first time we did quiz show, I answered the question right, winning a shareable-sized pack of Oreos. I promptly ate them all within the night. The one thing I remember most about Axis, though, is mentoring. With my mentor, I felt like I could truly say what was on my mind and feel safe knowing they would accept me for who I was, exactly as I was, which is the only place to this day where I can comfortably do that. I believe the church and the world in general need more people like this, people that listen to you, people that pay attention when you speak, because this is how faith grows. 
and it's a two-way street. Faith can bring people together as well. If it weren't for God, I wouldn't know any of the people at church. From our pastors, to teachers, to mentors, and just everyone else in the congregation, there are amazing people all around us. It's simple to say that my faith would not be the same if not for all of these people along the way. I've learned that learning about God and faith doesn't always have to come from someone like a pastor. It can be anyone at church or in life, really. I remember something clicked in me the first time I felt my social life and my church life mix. I was at a birthday party and just a couple of us were sitting around and talking. Somehow church got brought up. But we talked for so long about what we believed, what we didn't believe, and I felt no judgment the whole time. Non-judgmental people and spaces like this are extremely important because, let's face it, the fact is there have been some moments and struggles in my life, and I'm sure all of ours, where I really questioned and lost my faith and trust in God at times. But I believe you're allowed to have questions, and even to doubt. Like 1 John 4, 8 says, It's never our job to judge or tear anyone down, but instead to love them. But one of the hardest parts about faith has been balancing science and the Bible. Yet I've learned over time that they can intertwine and each speaks to life in their own way. But I still have a wide variety of questions about God and faith. Like, what are the true powers of God? How does God influence us throughout our everyday life? I mean, is Jesus really all it takes to get into heaven? And does God care if we don't go to church every Sunday? But most importantly, I wonder why is it so hard to describe the feeling of God's presence? I mean, you know God is there. You feel it. But it's hard to tell someone exactly what it's like. Even though with all of these questions, my faith in God and my belief that God cares for us doesn't change. To be honest, I respect people who don't believe in God because I think that everyone can have their own opinions. I'm not the type of person to push religion on someone, although I think a part of my responsibility as a Christian is to spread the word to those who may want to hear about it. And when it comes to people I know who aren't Christian, I want them to know that they can always, always talk to me about it or ask questions. But sometimes our doubts and questions are also very personal. My self-image was, and let's be honest, still is, uh, terrible sometimes, and I don't always treat myself well. I would profess self-compassion in the name of God to all of my friends, <clears throat> but couldn't express it for myself. After slowly getting worse and worse for a while, I hit a breaking point. I was weak, unhealthy, and I couldn't see how much I had changed, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally. When I was finally able to turn things around, I saw that it was God working through so many people and in me. And realizing that God was there this whole time 
and that I didn't have to try and tough it out made all the difference. God has seen me through so many hard times, and my perspective has changed a lot as I've grown, and I've realized that sometimes in life, bad things just happen. Yet in the toughest times, I know God's love is still surrounding me. Like even throughout this last year, year and a half, one we can probably agree has been the worst ever. We've all experienced loss and illness in some way. But because of my faith, I know that everyone, from my grandparents to the hundreds of thousands lost to COVID, are in God's care and aren't hurting anymore. Even my own dad was hospitalized for a month but came home on oxygen. I prayed for him to get better, and thankfully he did. But even those that didn't are in God's care. The Bible hasn't always been on the top of my reading list, but lately there's been a verse in the back of my mind that I just can't shake. And it's Romans 8, 38 through 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life Angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, height or depth, not anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. It sums up God's love in a bit of an overdramatic way. You can add anything to the list and the truth is the same. We can't be separated from God's love. Now, besides the specific people and places I've talked about so far, I know that God appears in our normal day-to-day -day life, too. Again, one of the best examples has been this past year. I think we can all agree that 2020 was a terrible year. But God was still there. God is always there. And that's what faith is all about. Even though things are bad, remembering that God is with us. God does amazing things every day. In the end, faith will change the way you see things. These days, my faith inspires me to do good things, not just for God, but the world as well. I've grown older, and our family attends church occasionally, but not as often, because my siblings and I are in traveling sports and other activities, but this doesn't mean we don't believe in God. God goes with us. And in this life of ups and downs, faith has helped me believe that I'm not alone, wherever I may be. Like I've said, through the hard times of losing family and friends, and even just the everyday hard things like tests and fights, God has been by my side since the day she blessed me with my life and will continue to until my very last breath, and I meet them. So in conclusion, I just think of the cross that was made on my forehead at baptism as a reminder that I am a child of God. And as a child of God, I know that God loves me unconditionally, and nothing will change that. To be called beloved by God makes me feel special and loved. And to feel special and loved by God makes me feel so much better about myself. So I want you to know that even when you feel beat down and exhausted, there is always someone there for you, 
someone to love you. It could be a family member, a friend, God, or me. You are never alone. Amen. So it is Pentecost Sunday, and it is Affirmation of Baptism Sunday. Affirmation of Baptism ties directly to that, our baptisms. And you may have heard in the faith story the name Axis a number of times. That's our confirmation ministry here at Prince of Peace. Because what is an axis? It's that invisible line that runs through the center of any mass. It runs through our center. And our very center is our identity as a beloved, forgiven, and now sent child of God. So for the disciples on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit reminded of them, them of that identity as a tongue of fire. For us, we are reminded of that in the sign of a cross on our forehead, in water, in baptism, and together as often as we remember it. So I invite you to do that today to remember your axis, your very core, beloved child of God, as you make the sign of the cross on your forehead, and so reminded, forgiven, and sent, not in fear, but perhaps still perplexed and a bit bewildered like the disciples, we are sent out today to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. <laughs>